The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Thanks so much for joining me today. On this show, you're going to hear some amazing stuff that you may have never heard of before. Law of Attraction expert and Chinese medicine expert, Dr. David Che is with us. Besides talking about how to detach from your desires in order to bring about a faster manifestation, Dr. Che is revealing amazing things about the male and female bodies. You are just going to love it. Also, I want to mention that if you have not heard all of our terrific shows on Law of Attraction Radio Network, that features the best Law of Attraction experts ever, you are really missing some valuable information. So please visit LOARadioNetwork.com and grab the free apps to listen to our shows. I mention this in particular because our apps have just been upgraded with new links. So if you find that your old app is not playing, please visit our site and install the new app for a better listening experience. So let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with my favorite co-host, Dr. David Che. You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Are you ready to be activated to draw money to you? Hi, I'm Jules, and I created the Triple Powered Money Activation app, featuring a powerful LOA hypnosis session with high-frequency sounds from Code Dimensions that was fully energized by energy transformer Eric Altman. That's why I call it the Triple Powered Money Activation. I've been getting amazing reports on the effectiveness of this state-of-the-art app best part is the app is only $9.99 and you can find it on iTunes and Google Play to download into your smartphone. Just put in money activation in the App Store search and look for our green triple powered money activation app. Use it every night as you fall asleep. Get yours today and start manifesting money tomorrow. Well, welcome, Dr. David Che to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I am so thrilled to have you back on for another amazing show. It's always good to be here, Jules. And we are going to be talking health and law of attraction. And we have one of your um, fans who has just called in, too. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, Maria, um, I, guess, I think she's from New Jersey, if my memory serves me correctly. She had um, 
listen to one of our shows, purchase a copy of my book, and then we did a little consultation on the phone briefly with her health. And um, I figured since you know we had spoken already that, and we do our show every month, that um, maybe we can give Maria another 30 minutes of time on our show to call in and to um, you know maybe ask some more questions if she has about health and maybe the law of attraction. So um, today is a perfect opportunity, I think. Great. Well, welcome, Maria, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Uh, David is ready to answer more of your questions. Yes, I mean, I know last okay, time we great. talked, I mean, um, I gave you some advice, and we never spoke since then, so I wanted to see if some of the advice I've given you seemed to have worked, and you know, if it had worked, uh, anything kind of new that you wanted to ask, too. Yeah, um, actually, your advice was, was spot on. Um, my skin got a lot better. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. After I incorporated a lot more, you know, I just went back to eating more eggs and uh, more meat and cooking vegetables instead of eating. You know, I was eating pretty much like a smoothie every morning and a huge salad with a ton of vegetables in the afternoon and, you know, more of the same at night with like some sort of protein. But um, I started cooking a lot. And it made a huge difference, especially, I think, incorporating the eggs because uh, I had originally, you know, been eating a lot of eggs, but um, I had stopped because I was trying to do, you know, like the super clean veggie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I went overboard in the wrong direction. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so my skin got a lot better. It did a lot better. It kind of plateaued after that. Um but I mean, it was like after just a few days, it improved. So then uh, once it plateaued a bit, I incorporated your advice with the supplements. Mm -hmm. So I started taking, um, I had already been taking a multivitamin and D, but I also uh, started taking iodine and vitamin C and that has actually improved things also. Okay, great, great. Um, Yeah, so I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually... You know, I'm like, I would say like 85 to 90% healed, which is great. Can okay. I ask I what like, it was? What, what is the, what was the? Yeah, it was, um, I actually, it started about a year ago now, a little bit longer. And it was, it started off as a rash, like a really red rash that was just super itchy and painful on my hands. Um after I would say a few months, it flared up and it, it spread a bit to my arms and to my legs, to the front of my legs and the front of my arms. Mm. Um, and I've had just all types of skin issues. I've had, you know, like pimples in the same areas I've had, um, besides the rash, it's been, you know, kind of itchy and irritated, extremely dry. And, uh, For the most part, that's about it. And even some like bruising, I was bruising really easily. So I even went to, you know, I went the whole traditional medicine route. I went to a primary care physician, an allergist, a dermatologist, and that really didn't get me anywhere. So uh, I was glad to kind of try a different avenue, and that's helped a lot for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to give our listeners, I mean, we're listening to the show, give our listeners a little background. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of condition that um, Marina had when, you know, when, she, when we first talked. And and Jules, you know, in our past shows, you know, because we, we've done many shows together, you know, you've heard me talk about how 
I'm, I'm, I say uh, vegetables are a good thing, but I think um, in our American society, at least, I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, but we've gone kind of overboard with the raw food movement. Mm. Remember that, Jules? Remember I was right. telling you about that? Mm-hmm. And in one of our talks before, I was saying that um, while raw foods are okay, too much raw foods causes a lot of – it produces dampness in the body. We call it dampness. Think, think of like a towel that you've you know, drenched in water, and even though you've wrung all the water out of the towel, it's still really wet and damp, right? Uh-huh. So it creates a lot of dampness in the body, and it's and it's really hard in the spleen. So it's the spleen creates dampness in the body, and you should have a little bit of dampness because if you don't, everything is dry in your body. But you have to have a certain level of moisture. But if you have too much in your body from the raw foods, it puts too much pressure on the spleen. The spleen starts to produce excess dampness, and so when you have skin conditions, rashes, pimple, any kind of eruptions like that, that's usually come, caused from just too much dampness, and so. Um, the dampness will manifest differently in different, kind, in different people. So certain people, you might not have um, like skin rashes or anything or pimples. Certain other people, you might sweat a lot. Like you see people that just sweat constantly and their hands are always wet and right. they're constantly wiping their forehead. That's, that's one kind of manifestation. Now, in Maria's case, it was a different manifestation. But again, the cause is all the same. And it's just too much dampness in the body. And so you know, when I, I see you know, when I'm out, uh, out in the daily you know, area here, around here in Florida here, even I see that. Um, people just eat too much salad, like raw foods. And in Florida, it's already really humid already and damp, you know. And so um, it's really easy to get that condition in your body just by eating just too much raw foods. And like I said, while raw foods are okay in moderate amounts, I think it's been overblown. People are thinking, oh, I shouldn't eat cooked. I should eat it raw. And um, I'm just trying to tell our listeners that um, doing too much of it can actually it can manifest into these kind of, we call it damp dampness conditions that you can get and so um it, it manifests like an like in, in maria's case it's like an inflammatory response what traditional medicine calls it what modern medicine calls it but because dampness isn't considered a symptom in conventional medicine western medicine um when you when, when you she, she's went to all these primary care doctors and dermatologists all these allergists whatever they, they're not able to pinpoint the problem because they're they're always looking at everything microscopically or chemically and they think it's got to be an immune response. That's what they call it, some kind of immune response to something. But they don't know what that something is. And so it's you know, ultimately it's dampness, but dampness in conventional medicine makes no sense. It's like, oh, what is that? You know, it doesn't mean anything to them. You know, so they give you all kinds of steroids and medications to try to decrease the inflammatory response. But as long as you keep you keep eating all the raw foods and stuff like that, cold cold raw foods. Now, like 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 Maria was saying, she'd have this cold smoothie. Every single day, in addition to the raw food. So not only are you really damp, but you're really cold. Because you can you can have you can be hot and damp, or you can be cold and damp. You know, it's just it's always a, it's always a combination. And so um, Maria was really cold and damp. And so um, again, cold and damp in conventional medicine don't mean anything. You know, it doesn't mean much. So you know, if you're if you're not relieving the source of the problem, that problem is going to keep reoccurring and reoccurring. And so. Um, all those steroids or medications that conventional medicine is going to give you, all they're going to do is just suppress the immune response, which can give you temporary relief, but long term, it's not going to do much for you. Huh? That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, d- so, Doctor um, Doctor Che, does it uh, have something to do? What if you're surrounded by snow? And okay. does that worsen the condition? Or if you're in the desert and it's pure heat, does that worsen a condition? Or do you have to be mindful of that at all? Oh, no, no. Uh, excellent question. Excellent question. Okay. Now, 
in the Western system, which we're all familiar with, right? When right. you go for a checkup, oh, they check a few things and they do the, they do the standard blood tests, right? All the red blood cells, white blood cells. I mean, you, you know all that. Hormone tests, right? Make sure your levels are all good and everything. Uh, body temperature, 98.6, all good. But that's only one side of the equation because, you know, when you look at a, a human body by that, by that method, just by uh, temperature-wise and, you know, uh, uh, blood tests, you know, hormones – that's that's a really just a small aspect of it because we live in a dynamic world, right? Where there's weather, like you're talking about, snow and everything else. So we live in harmony with the universe, with the, with the earth. So a lot of the, the environment that we live in can affect our body too, and it can drastically affect it. So in a cold environment, um, let's say in the snow, yeah, it, it definitely can affect your body a certain way. That that's why there's certain foods you shouldn't eat during the winter, and versus you know you're in, you know you're in a desert where it's dry as heck. And it's all heat. There's certain things you can eat, you know. So, like, like for example, watermelons are very cold fruit, cold and damp fruit, right? right. So you shouldn't you shouldn't eat watermelon during the winter time because it's so cold and damp outside during the winter time. A lot of times, mostly, you know, because um, because it, it, whatever you have, it'll make your condition worse. Well, uh, so yeah. Maria, did you find that your condition was worse during the, the snowy New Jersey days? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's started um in the winter in the dead of winter ah. and it started yeah, with, like, super dry skin yeah um, yeah on my hands and it basically spread from there but um what's interesting is that even last summer though um and i don't know why i mean it was kind of like my skin was it went from being really dry and itchy to then um like moisturized but still irritated in the summer so I don't know what was going on at the time, but even last summer it was hot and humid and I thought maybe the sun would help it and nothing really helped. So I don't know if, you know, that was because I changed my diet around that same time or what, because uh, it kind of changed with the weather. My skin changed with the weather, but it was still problematic. Yeah, I see. See, so your external, so so what you take into your body is your internal and then what's, what's affecting your um um, your uh, well, your environment, whether it's hot or cold or damp, that can also affect you at the same time. So you know, or, I mean, but conventional medicine they don't ask you those kind of questions. See, so yeah. you go, you go, and then they don't. They just do the blood test and all the other tests. They don't say how's how what was your diet because doc, we we know physicians in medical school they get very little uh, teachings in nutrition, whereas ninety nine percent of it's on drugs and surgery. That's all right. you're really doing, and so I know how to do them. I mean, right. the drug companies yeah. control the. The medical school education. I mean, we know that too. And so, um, yeah, your environment. I mean, living in harmony with the with the earth and everything has a lot to do with um, how your body is. So, is how is the weather now in New Jersey, Maria? Um, well, we're getting close to you know hot weather because I mean we're almost in June now. So, but it's still pretty dry. It's not humid. And I'm wondering, you know, as we get into like the hot and humid summer um if i'll have to just kind of balance out like what i'm eating with you know more raw vegetables as you say or raw fruits um so i kind of i guess i have to just kind of play it by ear and well the the way the way out. the way you're going to know is that goes back to my show with um Jules the six criteria of health we have that detailed show about that mm-hmm. um the way you're going to know right, is okay. i mean yeah when it's the summertime and it's starting to get hot and Sometimes it can get hot and damp outside, humid outside too. 
Um, you can mm-hmm. maybe do a smoothie here and there. You can maybe do more a little bit more raw foods to kind of balance out, you know, the, the weather and everything. Um, the way okay. you're going to kind of know to gauge it is if your hands and feet are always feeling hot still or warm, you're still on the right track. If your hands and feet start getting cold, that's not a good sign. That means you're overdoing it. That's the way you can tell. Wow. That's, okay. that's good. Yeah, that's that a was a big that was a big red flag for me, actually, when you said that, because I had always dealt with circulation issues and my uh-huh. hands and feet, especially my feet and especially in the winter, are, you know, like freezing. Uh-huh. I am the kind of person that even in the summer, I'll have cold hands and cold feet. Oh, so, yes. yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> not I normal. know. So yeah. once you told me, I was like, well, that makes sense. But, you know, if you mention it to, like you said, a regular doctor. Yeah, you know, they have no. Like, well, <laughs> no. yeah, that doesn't <laughs> you know, mean much. Small, I am on the smaller side. So, yeah. you know, it could be because of that. And I have like naturally low blood pressure. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they use all the, the they, they tell you. But but here's the thing, though. I mean, being small or big, that's that nothing to do, do with it. But here's the thing. When you're saying low blood pressure, yeah, that's the result of something, though. Low pressure is a result mm-hmm. of not eating enough um, hot foods. It's all cold, raw stuff. So think about anything that's cold is not moving quick. You see? Anything, anything that's okay. hot, hot is moving fast. You see? So when right, someone's freezing okay. in the winter, they're, they're, they're standing huddled and they're not going to move because they're, they're cold, right? But when someone is running a marathon, they're hot, they're moving. Right? Everything is moving, right? So mm-hmm. um, your blood pressure is, is from the pressure of your heart pumping against the blood vessels. So if you're not eating enough hot foods, everything is cold, of course your, heart, your heart's not going to pump hard enough and you're going to have low blood pressure. So, yeah, it's a low blood pressure, but, but that's all the result of coming back to the root of it, all the cold, raw vegetables causing, resulting in that. So should I stick with cooked um, for as long as it takes? Like even if it's, you know, July, August here and I still feel like my hands and feet just don't have that circulation that they should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. And, and and for our listeners and Jules, it's you, you see this, raw, you know, like Maria calling it, it's more common in women than men because you, you, you know why? Why? Because we talked about this one in the um, – I don't know if it was the, the, the six criteria or, or another episode we talked about, but I talked about how, how where the women's menstrual cycle comes, the period comes from. You know, so I, I mean, I'm going to take a minute or two to review it really quick. Yeah. Because, okay, every month, um, we say the menstrual cycle, I mean, I mean, in conventional medicine, they say the menstrual cycle is from, from uh, um, an egg that hasn't been fertilized, that it's, it's being released by the body, right? That's what we right. say. But right. in actuality, the breast, the the, the 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 menstrual cycle, the period comes from the breast milk. So here here's the way it works. So every month, once a month, the a woman's breasts produce breast milk nutrients. Okay, and so the heart. So you know you notice how the heart is very close to the breast, right? Right. So as the heart is pumping. The breast milk nutrients, the breast milk, milk is white, white in color, right? So we know that. Right. That's a fact. Milk is white in color. So what happens is the breast milk nutrients are pumped by the heart. And so that, so the, while it's pumping, the heart produces a lot of heat, right? Ba-boom, ba-boom. There's a lot of heat going on, right? So it basically fires that milk and turns it into a pink color, okay? Yeah. And once a month, the heart sends this milk down after it gets pumped up. The, the milk gets transferred down from the heart as a blood vessel. It transfers it down to the uterus area. Okay. And the small intestine, which is the second heart, basically, because the heart pump gives heat to the small intestine. The, the body has two uh, sources of heat, the heart and the small intestine. The, the heart transmits heat to the small intestine. 
And the small intestine fires up this milk nutrients one more time. It turns it from bright red to dark red. Okay. And what happens is this nutrient is released as the period. So, so the reason, so the, so if you notice most women, women are going to know this, most guys are going to know this, but every time a woman before she has her period, she'll feel, feel a fullness in her breast area. Yeah, it becomes yeah. sore and painful. Yeah, it becomes sore and painful because that, that, that milk nutrient is about to be released down out of the wow. body. It's right before that happens. You know what? This is, oh, it's so funny. Well, yeah. I haven't even, I don't even know if I mentioned this to you, but this actually started for me. My skin issue started for me when I was pregnant with my son. And oh. I was about seven months pregnant. And it flared up really bad after he was born. And I, I've been breastfeeding him. So would that be... Like the cause oh. of all of my issues? No, no, not 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 so much that because when you're pregnant, your body changes hormonally a lot, so things can happen that you know. But but a lot of these things go away after after you deliver, and so if you're having it still afterwards, then there's an underlying problem, you know. Or okay. or it might have been when you're pregnant, it might have bought up the what was latent in your body. It might have bought something up that was there. Like like okay. when you're when you're when you're pregnant, your body becomes hypersensitive to a lot of things, and so what was latent yeah. in your body might have been brought out by that. Okay. So if you notice too, uh, Jules, we're going going by my, what we're talking about here. If you notice, if a woman is breastfeeding, she's not having her period. Right. Because that 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 period is originates from the breast milk. Isn't that, that makes, that see? fascinating? Does that make sense? I yeah. never. Yeah. And David, I don't think we ever talked about this before. This is. Brilliant. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, this is one of the one of the one of the secrets of Chinese medicine. One of the <laughs> one of the inner secrets of Chinese medicine. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, that makes so yeah. much sense. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. So, so, so we're going back to what I was saying. Why it's more prominent with women because blood, blood produces blood is what gives the body heat. Okay. So you notice when someone's losing a lot of blood, they start shivering a lot right. because you're losing so much heat, which is carried by the blood. Okay. So women are more susceptible to those kind of issues that we're talking about because women have the period. Men don't. You see. Okay. So men don't have the period, so women lose blood quickly. So they can—they're more—they're more sensitive to being cold than men are. Right. You see. Hmm. So um, this process works supposedly in a great way. So the heart pumps this. Well, the breast—the breast produces milk nutrients. The heart pumps these nutrients. It turns pink, and then turns, and then once it gets pumped down to the the uterus area, the small intestine fires it one more time. It turns red, and it, and, it gets, and, it, and you know it gets expelled as the period. Okay. Wow. So, so there. Are, this is assuming everything is working fine. Now, the heart is strong; the system is working perfectly. But if the heart is not strong, these nutrients will get pumped down. Will get pumped down to the uterus or the the small intestine uterus area. But if it's not strong enough, it won't go down. It can it can reverse direction. So, <sighs> so if it reverses direction, there's three places it can go to. One one direction is it can go back into the heart. Another direction is it can go back into the breast, and another direction is it can go into the lungs. So if if this if this period that the woman is supposed to have every month, if it's supposed to if it goes back into the heart, women get lupus. That's where lupus comes from. Oh yeah. wow! If it goes back into the breast, you get breast cancer. Yeah. Wow. If if it goes back if it goes into the lungs, you can have lung cancer. That's why you can see women have lung cancer, but have never wow. smoked a cigarette in their life. Holy that's where it comes. Cow. You know, doctors are like scratching their head. They're like, "Well, how did this woman get breast? Ca- uh, I mean, sorry, uh, lung cancer? Because she never, she never um, had um, smoked. She never smoked before. How's that even possible? 
You see, because cancer, cancer is when your body is because your body is constantly eliminating things, right? At the same time, it's taking food in, it's eliminating things too. Okay, uh-huh. this has to re- be eliminated. Now, if it doesn't get eliminated, the the waste material from the body, if it stays in the body, it sends the body cells a wrong signal because your cells feed off, have to feed good nutrients to be healthy, just like our body does, right? So right. if your cells are feeding off waste material that's not being eliminated, that's when cancer starts. If the cells get confused. They're like, well, what, what is this material doing here? So the cells are going to feed off bad nu- nu- nutrients, and in turn, they're going to keep growing and dividing because they don't know what to do. They're like, what's, what's, what's going on? You see? Wow. So it's very important that, you know, since we're on the subject with Maria about this, it's very important that women are eating what we call hot foods. We call it yang, yin and yang, yang foods, which which causes the heart to to beat really hard. You don't you don't want that really low blood pressure. You want to eat steak and the, or the yang foods that the hot foods cooked that produce heat in your body. So your heart pumps strong. So when the heart pumps strong, there's no chance of this period coming back into your heart, your lungs, or your or your or your um, breast area. It's gonna get, it's gonna get eliminated properly. Wow, that's so fascinating. Tell me about what causes the cramping then, the discomfort. Because as that, that because as that blood's going down, most women that are eating the raw foods and the and all those things are very cold because it's cold down there. It's so cold. Okay, and then when the blood congeals, when blood clots, that's that's how that's where you get that cramping from, most of the time. So I mean, some it's, of, some it's of still that, going out, right? Yes, it's still going out. Yes. Yes, but you want to keep everything hot because, see, the heart, the heart is the king. So the heart is the, the source of all the heat, just like the sun is the source of all heat on earth. The, the heart is the source of all heat in the body. And so as the heart beats, it transmits heat down to the small intestine too. So the small intestine has to be hot. So if the heart is hot, the small intestine is hot. Now, so, are, so are you saying, though, in order to get rid of the cramping, you should be cooking and eating hot foods hot it, soup as, as ha- much as hot. you can yeah as much as you can or at least during the at the very least during during the time when you have the you know your your period is coming to to avoid cold things like cold smoothies cold shakes iced drinks you know iced coffee wow. anything really cold at, at least during that time that time period Wow, yeah. where and, were you when I was younger? <laughs> and, and also, too, Jules, um, just so, just so you know, any any type of hair in the body, that like head hair or any kind of hair in the body, is when blood, the the residue of the blood that comes out, um, also turns into hair. Also, okay, so what? I don't get too detailed into that. Yes, yes. So, for example, um, like like we can go into this in another episode, but like the hair from your head, the, our, our head hair. Yeah. Is when the it's from the kidney. So when the kidneys filter blood, the residue of that blood turns into our head hair. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so so do you remember when I told you male and female are pretty much the same, but they're just mirror opposites, kind of, in a way. Yeah. Okay, but uh-huh. the same thing, kind of. Okay. So, I kind of lied when I said only women <laughs> have their period, because males have their period too. Okay. So think of this. Okay, the heart is around the center of our body, right? In that area. So when it pumps for for women for a period, when it pumps, when it pumps blood or the nutrients down, it goes south, right? It goes downward, right? Right. So if males are the mirror opposites of females, what direction would the blood pump up for males? Upward, right? Because male, because females are being pumped downward, right? Well, what did I just say? The residue of blood becomes hair, right? Right, because hair. So in males. It gets pumped up, but it doesn't come out as breast milk, or or it doesn't come out as 
the period, it becomes our beard, our mustache. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, really? Mm. Yeah. So, the, the hair on the face. The fit for, is, for males. For, for, for males. For, is, the, is the male, quote, quote, period. Is the period for males. Whereas oh women, women have it reverse direction and it comes out the other way. You see, so men, male and female are yin and yang, just mirror opposite. So, so women have breast milk, whereas men have sperm, but both are white colored. But just opposite directions. In male, it comes down south, and in females, it comes out from the breast area. See that? Well, what yeah. happens then to the man who's balding? Ah, okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting, we're getting, we're starting to get in a little more complicated. No, not that, not that, not that complicated. But okay. okay. So what, what, what organ did I say? Um, kidneys. Yes, kidneys. Right. Okay. Okay. So the and okay. So I, in, in a previous episode, I went through about how the different flavors go to different okay. organs. Okay, and I know it's a little complicated. Okay, but if you don't remember this, the, the the flavor that goes to the the kidneys is the salty flavor. Right. Okay. And our food. But the arch enemy of the salty flavor is the sweet flavor. Okay, so that, that, that's like the antagonist for the, the salty taste, right? So if you eat sweet foods or too much of it, it's going to hurt the kidneys because the kidneys are salty, right? So the antagonist of the kidneys is the sweet food, is the sweet taste. Okay, too much sugar. Sugar, sugar and salt are kind of enemies, you know? Okay. Wow. okay. So when you eat too much sugar, it's going to put a burden on the kidneys, and it's not good for the kidneys. And, and, and now besides the kidneys controlling the hair in our head, the kidneys also control the bone in our bodies, our bones, at the same time. Okay. So, again, when, you, when, when, when um, ma- males eat a lot of too much sweet foods, they get bald. Okay. Wow. But, but remember, male and female are the same, right? Male and female are the same, but opposite, right? Mirror opposites, Right. right? So in females, it affects their bones. So, so that's if you why eat that, too much sugar, sugar in a female is going to affect her bones. Yes, that's why you almost never see a male with osteoporosis. You always see a female with osteoporosis. That's right. But you always see males with baldness, but you almost never see females with baldness. Right. You see, so so the source is the same. Too much sweet food, and you know, in America, we love our sweets, right? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. too much sweet food. I mean, we love our desserts, we love our pastries, we love our coffee with sugar, we love too much sweet stuff, right? right. So, in males, it manifests as baldness, and in females, it manifests as osteoporosis. Wow, boy, I can hear all of these wives telling their husband, don't eat the sugar, you're going to get yeah. bald. And the husband will tell the so wife, don't eat too much sweets because you're going to get osteoporosis, your bones are going to get weak. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, yeah. This is so fascinating. Yeah, male and females, male and female are the same. It's just mirror opposites, and and certain things are going to manifest in males one way, and certain things are going to ma- manifest in females a different way. Wow. So, but yeah, yeah, it's very, very important. I just cannot stress this enough that going from these raw foods diets to this cooked food diet, where you you, you produce more heat in your body, it's very, very important because. Um, you know, Western medicine does not talk about this, and this is huge. It's very, very important that your body is like. Th- think about an engine in a car. When you t- when you turn the car on, and and when you turn the engine on in your car, I mean your car, and the engine starts to fire, right? You hear it go revving, right? But when it's cold, you really can't rev, right? Sometimes the engine gets right. stalled or it's too cold; it wasn't start up, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so your car doesn't go anywhere, right? Okay, but then if it's a nice hot day outside, your car is going to start firing up. It's going to start moving and going, and it's the same with your body. Your heart is the engine of your car. 
So when the heart is pumping really good and it's nice and hot in there, a lot of things don't happen. But when the heart gets weak from eating too much raw f- raw foods and things of the sort, it gets too cold, and the heart isn't able to work as good as it should, a lot of different things can start to happen. Just just from this one cause, just from the heart not being strong enough. Wow. And so you get the when I was talking about the heart's too weak, the the, the period, the menstrual cycle doesn't doesn't occur the way it should. You can you can get lung cancer, you can get breast cancer, you can get lupus, you can get these things. And um, by not by having a strong heart, you prevent all that. And so also by having a strong heart, it, it, it transmits heat down to the small intestine. And, the, and, and around the small intestine are a lot of different organs. If you take an anatomy and physiology, the large intestine wraps around the small intestine. The uterus is in front of the, the small intestine. The, the small intestine provides heat to all the major internal organs that are below our, in, our, in our abdomen area. Wow. So, so um, if you're too constipated, it could be because the heart, I mean, this, I'm sorry, the small intestine isn't giving enough heat to the large intestine, so you can get constipated. And constipation can result in a lot of diseases, you know. And so that small intestine has to be hot. But for the small intestine to be hot, the heart has to be hot. Wow. So, David, go into the woman who has already gone through menopause. What does that mean? That's in a different category then. You know, yeah, it's a totally different category once a woman goes into menopause because because when a woman gets into menopause, they um, think the body changes. You know, they're not producing right. a, a lot as much estrogen or new, or female hormones as they used to when they were younger. And so what happens is, you know, um, um, the hormones kind of I mean, the, there's this layer of fat that, you know, you're taking anatomy. There's a layer of fat that covers our abdomen. It's called the greater the greater momentum, you know. Uh-huh. And so um when there's not enough hormones to kind of keep our body going, you know, when we, when we reach that age, it kind of shrinks a little bit. It doesn't, it's not as good as it used to be. And you know how I told you the small intestine is a hot area, right? There's a lot of heat around there because of the heart, right? So it's not, some of that heat starts to seep through that momentum, that the covering because of the hormone, that the, the body isn't the same as it used to be. And so that's how you get hot flashes. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a little different, you know? And then, and then, and then, and then to counter that, what what do doctors do? They give you hormone replacement therapy, right? Right. And right. attempt to kind of keep this going, so to kind of keep that going, to keep the hot flashes down. But hormone replacement therapy has another problem. It can result in breast cancer. Absolutely. That's why you always see women in hormone replacement therapy end up with breast cancer. You see, see, so you're trading one devil for another one, you know, in a way. So yeah. then, then you are the. Women who are going into menopause need to eat. Well, eat, eat, eat stuff like like soy, soy tofu, soy th- think foods that are going to increase naturally increase your estrogen in your body. Oh. You know, so you instead of having to take hormone replacement therapy, you see, mm, see. yeah, yeah, that's a totally different animal. Yeah, it is. About, yeah. it is, but it's yeah. fascinating too because eventually every. Girl is going to go through menopause. Yeah, yeah. But but while she's still uh, having the menstrual cycle, it's very important that she keeps her. And then, like I said, the way to tell you don't need a blood test. If your hands and feet are cold, I guarantee you, uh, your heart and small intestine are cold because the hands control the heart. I'm sorry, the heart controls the hand temperature, and the small intestine controls the leg temperature, the feet temperature. So if your if your if your hands are hot, 
you know your heart is is hot. It's pumping good. If your feet are hot too, it means that it means that the small intestine is is working really good too. These two internal sources of heat are working properly when your hands and feet are nice and hot. If they're cold, I don't care all the blood tests in the world you're gonna do. The body temperature is still ninety eight point six. You're not healthy if your hands and feet are cold. That's not that's not correct. And and all and every doctor of conventional medicine was who was never taught these things are going to tell you, yeah, you're healthy. Your blood tests come up normal. Your um, you know, your cholesterol levels are fine. Your blood temperature is ninety eight point six. I mean, your blood pressure might be on the low side, but you're healthy. Yeah, medically speaking, you're healthy, but technically speaking, you're not. Interesting. Wow. So and I, I, again, usually, I mean, I, I don't want to overwhelm our listeners with too much information at one time because sometimes it's a lot. But um, you know, this is kind of stuff we're talking about. And, and Maria was a, you know, from from all our, our all our previous, um, you know, chats that we've had, uh, me talking about this, Maria is like a perfect case clinical example of what what goes on when you eat too much, you know, when you take too much uh, cold smoothies and raw foods and things of the sort, you know. So it was, it was perfect to have her come on the show and talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Maria, do you have any other questions for Dr. Che? Um, well, you know what? My only, I had listened to a few other shows and, um, you know, I heard you speak about the different elements, the different, um, yeah, different flavors, different emotions. So, um, you know, like in terms, definitely, obviously the heart for me is an issue. Uh And then with skin, is that, did you say spleen? The skin was more controlled by the lungs. Okay. Yeah. So, so do, do, do you drink so a lot of dairy? Did I focus? Uh, yeah, I don't really. I mean, occasionally I'll have yogurt, but that's about it. Or well, what about a lot of cheese cheeses. or everything? Not like that? No, I really don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not much. Okay. Because too much dairy is not good for the skin either a lot of times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I cut that out pretty early on. And um, it didn't really make too much of a difference, but I didn't really eat that much to begin with. So, yeah, yeah, I, w- I want to say yours is more from that too much cold smoothie raw diet thing. Okay, yeah. raw, raw vegetables. Yeah. So besides besides like the cooked food and the warming, you know, like yeah. the ginger and yeah, um, what are some other things? Like, how can I sort of support you know a different? Should I choose like? Sweet for food versus salty, or you know anything with the elements, or well, the the the, the, the trick is, and I can't say the trick, but the key is just to get you make sure you get a balance of all the different flavors, the five flavors, which is you know, um, okay, uh, sour, sweet, salty, bitter, and spicy. You should have a little balance of all of them. Okay. And 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 in the typical, I mean, I mean, I don't know what your typical diet is, but in a typical American diet, there's usually way too much sweet. Um, some salty and nothing much else. <laughs> the five elements, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amer- Americans avoid bitter like the plague. I know that. Um, the I um, do eat a lot of like bitter vegetables, like bitter greens and really, you know. Like, okay, well, yeah, I do. You're in the select few then, because that, that's good. That's good for your heart. Bitter is good for the heart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And that explains why Amer- a lot of Americans have a lot of heart problems because they don't eat enough bitter stuff. You know. And right, then um, okay. let me see another one that's uh, sour, which is good for the liver. Um, a lot of Americans don't like that either. I know that for a fact, also. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then spicy. Uh, that, that I mean, I think most Americans get a little bit of that, but um, that's an important one to have too. But yeah, most Americans only do sour and uh, and I'm sorry, sweet and uh, salty. Right. Yeah, trying to balance all the different 
um, flavors out and the colors too. So you know, the main colors are main colors are green, um, red, yellow, white, and black. You know the, the five elements and the five colors. Trying to balance out the colors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the supplements you're taking, the four, which I tell everybody, I mean, it's crazy. On Facebook, these people tell me, you know, um, yeah, these four supplements, where can I buy them? Where can I buy them? So I'm, I'm emailing each person one by one how to how to buy them. It's not that difficult, but um, people are really interested because, you know, of all the research that I've done, it, all, it always comes back to these four main main supplements, the vitamin C, vitamin D, iodine, and then the vitamin K. Yeah. And yeah. what's a good amount of iodine to take? Uh, if you order the, the drops that I talk about online um one or two drops a day just a drop or two should be fine okay yeah yeah okay iodine is huge i mean it's i mean i can't stress and i, I think i devoted a whole a whole show to this how, how big iodine is because it's just it's such a super important element in our body but it's so hard to get because you know it only exists in the sea it doesn't exist in the land so it's really really hard mm-hmm. to get um iodine and so um our thyroid is our you know Huge, huge organ, you know, a really important organ in our body. But for the for the thyroid to work properly, it, it has to have um, iodine because it, when, it, when it produces thyroid hormone, you have to have iodine to produce the thyroid hormone. Otherwise, it won't produce it the right way. It doesn't produce thyroid. So, so it's a basically the thyroid starts to overwork because it's not sensing it has a, it's not sensing the iodine, so it starts to overwork. And so, if you don't have any iodine in your diet, you start to get the goiter we talk about, the big neck. Right. You know, that's where it came from. You know, back in the day, they didn't understand that. So um, once they started adding iodide to salt, then it, t- it changed everything. Wow. So, um, All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and since, Maria, you're here, you, you have any law of attraction questions or no? Um, I sort of touched on this briefly on our call, but um, yeah. really just, uh, I guess I'm just having sort of issues with, you know, not worrying about it. And wondering oh. if, you know, is this something I'm always going to have to deal with or will it go away but then come back or, you know, so I'm kind of just working through that. But and like, 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 like worrying about not getting that. what you want? Uh, about like not having to deal with like <coughs> chronic skin issues, you know? Oh, oh, OK, OK. Well, let, let's put it this way. And I, I, I know for some reason women in general, because they're more emotional, they start to they think they they think more about stuff than men do just just as general you know generally speaking, but mm-hmm. um, one trick I don't know if this is a trick or not but it's about um, I guess it's a good topic to bring up um, you know we talked about this in our previous show show Jules but it's always good to review on this and that's the we, we have two main minds the, the the conscious mind in our brain and the subconscious mind in our heart right mm-hmm. okay. The, one of the secrets of the law of attraction is, and I mentioned this in the book too, but people don't seem to really, it doesn't seem to hit home because it's kind of not as obvious, and that's the subconscious mind works the best when the conscious mind is not working. Okay, so it's like, it's like when you sleep, that's when your body is healing because your conscious mind is shut off. That's when the subconscious mm-hmm. mind works the best, right? Okay, so when, you, when you're worrying about something, you have to consciously use your mind to worry about that. See, and so yeah. think of it. Think of it when you're worrying about it. You're actually turning off your subconscious. You're fighting your subconscious. When you learn to let it go and not think about the situation you're in, that's the subconscious actually does its best work. 
But we don't understand this concept, which I didn't in the beginning because when I, you know, before when I understood this concept, I always felt that for me to keep thinking about a problem would solve it because if I keep putting my conscious effort on it, my conscious thought, it's going to help to mm-hmm. solve the problem. When in actuality, once you understand this concept, it's you think about a problem and then you let it go and not think about it. And it's actually when you're not thinking about it is when, when your body is actually trying to think about it. <laughs> it sounds really weird, but that's how it works. You know, yeah, that um, actually makes sense to me. Yeah, that, that, that's why sometimes when you when you when you had a, a math problem in school or some kind of problem, you thought about it and then you you think you thinking to yourself, I'm gonna keep thinking about this, but then you can't get the answer. But then you walk away, go do something else, and then when you come back, that's when you're like, oh, I got the answer now. That's why it works like that. Mm-hmm. Because when you're not consciously thinking about it, that's when your subconscious is actually working on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can interject, because skin problems has has to do emotionally with anxiety and fear, um, buried junk that you've been holding on to, like I am being threatened. And so that's the emotions that may be coming up from your past or whatever that you're feeling threatened and you're, you need something to protect yourself individually because the skin is a sense organ. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, the skin, the skin yeah. is actually the largest organ in the body. Yeah, we, we think of the skin as separate from our liver, our heart, our kidneys. I mean, we think of those as organs. But in actuality, the skin is the largest organ in the body. Yeah, so technically speaking. Go. You know, like kind of worrying about it, although I am getting better about it. Yeah. I'm not as aware or as conscious, but... Um, but that's definitely the challenge for me. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's not easy. I mean, it's, you know, we, 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 we like to worry sometimes and it's hard to, um, not worry sometimes. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm just telling our listeners that concept between the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and mm-hmm. which, which jewels, which, which part of our show, I kind of, I don't know if you sent an email blast out, but, um, I said, besides talking to Maria, I was going to throw in about detachment, something more about detachment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That so, would be a good one to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got about ten minutes left, you know. So, you know, good, good information here. So, um, detachment um, again, really hard to do, really, really kind of tough to even describe. But um, for our listeners and for our readers of the book, it's always about periods of doing and forgetting. So, when you're using the law of attraction, you you feel about what it is you want. Okay, I guess that's the easy part because we can always feel and want what we you know feel what we want, visualize it, right? But the hard part is letting it go because we want it so badly, right? Okay. So uh, I've noticed with certain people that they'll tell me, like I said, you know, say, well, I want this to happen. I'm like, so are you detached? She goes, yeah, I was telling myself that, you know, it's not a big deal to me um, that, um, I, you know, I can live without it. And I, and I say to them, no, let's be honest. Do you really mean that, though, even though in your mind you think that way? And they said, no, nah, I don't really mean that. And I don't, really, I don't really feel that way. I'm like, it's because your conscious mind is telling you you have to detach and you want to, but the hard part is detaching and your subconscious mind is not letting you do it because in your heart you feel like you can't let it go, you see? And so is there a technique? I'm sure there's different techniques. I've talked about different techniques, but I've discovered one, another one that I want to share with our listeners too, okay? And that's, and it's going to sound really, really counterintuitive, but it's like if I'm trying to detach from something, here's my trick. I tell myself that I just don't want it. I don't care about it. I don't want it. You know, instead instead of saying instead of trying to attach and saying, you know, well, 
I'm, I'm just as happy if I don't have it as if I do. I'm detached. Another trick to doing it is just tell yourself and, and to truly make yourself believe that you don't want this thing. Because normally when you say you want, I mean, it's, it sounds counterintuitive because you're like, well, why am I telling myself I don't want it when I really do? Right? Isn't that kind of, isn't that kind of going against the universe then? Or are going to take my, um, uh, my, my desire away from the universe, right, if I try to do this, right? But in actuality, it doesn't because first, okay, first you use the law of attraction. You say you feel like you say, okay, this is what I want. But by telling yourself you don't want it, trying to make yourself believe you don't want it, you're actually you're not you're actually pushing your desire away. You're actually detaching from it at the same time. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. So like, there's something you want, feel it, forget it, and then like just tell yourself, I don't want, I don't, yeah, I don't. I know it's, it's like a really cool technique. It's like, I don't want this. I don't, I don't, I don't want this car. Or I don't want this new computer. I don't want this thing. And when you don't want it, it's actually causing your body to detaching. Yeah. And you're letting it go. You're actually technically letting it go because you don't care about it anymore. So by telling yourself you don't want it, you're actually attracting it to you. That's, wow. that's very counterintuitive, I know. But I've just kind of thought about this in the last year, I guess, because you know, it's so hard to detach. I'm like, you know, there's got to be a technique or something. Something we can use to detach, you know. And I think to myself, okay, and I, so I tried this. I'm like, you know, what, what do I tell myself I don't want it? But when I tell myself I don't want it, I'm actually attracting it. Yeah. You know, we should, we should do a, um, an experiment with the listeners. <laughs> it, it's, almost like, it's almost like going to see a house that you like. You know, you're in the real estate market. You're going to see a house you like, and you really like it. And then uh, you're like, but um, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean you're, you're using a lot of attraction, so you're really, really attracted to it. And then. They're saying someone's already, uh, somebody made an offer on it already, so you can't have it. So then after they made the offer, then you go back and you say, you know what, I really don't care about this house because someone's already taken it already, right? So you put it out of your mind, right? Because someone already has an offer on it, so you can't, you know, you can't get it. But then that's when it happens. That's when the realtor calls you and says, you know what, the, the other guy backed out. So now, now if you want it, it's yours. You see? Wow. You see, I, I guess that could be a good example of it, of it in action, you know? Yeah. David, let's do an experiment. Let's have all of the listeners try this new technique because it's the first time I've ever heard this technique. Yeah. <laughs> and let's play with it for the next month. And when you see something that you want, then you just feel it. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. And when it pops up in your mind again, just say, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, And then send us and tell us what happened to you. Or we'll have another live call and you can come onto the show and tell us what happened to you. Yeah. I, I think I, this is brilliant. And I, I don't know, we talked about this in a previous show. I mean, it might have been three, four years ago still when my book was first coming out. You know, but I'm going to re- repeat it. You know, because this is a tr- another technique that I learned, another trick that I learned. Do you remember that that really rotisserie chicken, that oven commercial way back, that infomercial? Oh yeah. Where the guy oh, yeah. puts it in, and he goes, he tells the crowd. So what do I do? Set it and forget it. All right. Like he kept <laughs> yeah. saying that. Okay. So I tell listeners too, it's like the law of attraction. First, think about what you want and then feel it. So you set it, and then what do you do? You forget it. See, <laughs> set it and forget it. We do the same thing. And so I kind of put it into a three, the three Fs. I call it the three Fs of law of attraction success. Feel it, forget about it, and feel good. Uh, yeah. It's a little, little cool little mnemonic to remember it by. You see? Yeah. 
Because when you when you feel good and you forget it, that's when your 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 subconscious works its best. You see, you don't want you don't want to consciously think about it. When you consciously think about it, that's when you're actually hindering the process. Right. And by telling yourself, and then the new trick I was teaching today, by telling yourself you don't want it, you're completely detaching from it. And and telling yourself you don't want it, and truly believing you don't want it, not not telling yourself you don't want it, but in, in secretly you still want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, someone someone tells do you want this thing? You're like, no, I don't want it, but you really do want it, right? But you have to true, but to truly for, for this technique to actually work, you have to tell yourself to to you don't want it, and you have to believe that you don't want it. Put it out of your mind completely. You see, that's when you're truly detached. See, most people are half detached, they're not fully detached because they're telling themselves in their mind they don't want it. They're trying to detach, but they're not really detaching. They still really want it in their heart. You see? That's why it's so hard to detach. Interesting. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So with our last, I've got like four or five minutes left, last four minutes, um, I want to talk, just, just throw this in, this little health topic, and that's um, for our listeners, the diabetic, diabetes epidemic. Okay. Mm. Yeah, diabetes is when your body, you know, either doesn't produce enough insulin, so your blood sugar stays high, or it's not reacting to the insulin you know, that that you're you're taking into your body, right? Okay. A mm-hmm. uh, few tips here. One, don't eat a lot before going to sleep, and then and then go to sleep. You try to eat eat a little bit earlier, so you're not just eating right away and then going to sleep. Because when you eat a big meal and then go to sleep, the sugar builds up in your body, and it's really hard for your body. Because when your body is, is sleeping, it doesn't really run itself, you know, like when you're awake. Uh huh. Okay. Two. Um, believe it or not, um, diabetes, a big cause of it is from the cholesterol lowering medications that we take. Oh, wow. Yes. So for our listeners, if you take a lot of statin drugs, let's call it statin drugs, lovastatin, any kind of statin drugs, believe it or not, it can indirectly lead you to have diabetes too. You know, it's no surprise that, uh, the diabetes epidemic, I think it started around 1990, that mm-hmm. three years after, um, this drug for cholesterol lowering drug came out. That's when the diabetes epidemic really kind of took off. Oh, yeah. So you know, this just the show is about the law of attraction, health, and wellness. So I always try to throw tips in for our listeners. You know, and so um, you know, we have a, we have a whole show on cholesterol and heart disease about how how I kind of tried to debunk the myth that cholesterol caused heart disease. I think we did it the night of election night. I think. Yeah. 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 So our listeners go back and listen to that during it was on election night. I talk about how cholesterol really doesn't cause heart disease. The true cause is inflammation. If you're taking these statin drugs for um, uh, your your uh, cholesterol, it's doing a lot more harm than good because there's no real proof that cholesterol lowering medication is going to protect you from heart attack. And and actually, when you when you take too much of these uh, statin drugs, it can cause besides diabetes, it can cause joint pain, muscle weakness, liver damage, cataracts, uh, nausea, diarrhea, and all sorts of different things. As a reaction to it, so um, um, you know, I tell listeners get off your stand drugs and start living eating more healthy fats instead of taking these drugs. So let's go back to the diabetes. Yeah. So you don't eat right before you go to sleep, but is there anything else you should be doing? Is there any? Thing that well, also, well, also to eating not too late, you know, and then going to sleep, um, exercising regularly, um, because that burns okay. sugar in your body, okay. right? Not eating too much carbs, right? More protein, less carbs. Okay. All these kind of things too, you know, and and and, and a, a good natural remedy for um, blood sugar is taking cinnamon. 
capsules. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good uh, remedy, natural, to lower your sugar naturally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can take, so... yeah, you can take like a cinnamon something. You can buy those in the stores, cinnamon capsules. You can take like 500 a day, milligrams a day. Like one capsule of 500 milligrams, you can take one a day. It'll help to balance your sugar out. Wow, yeah. now that is a brilliant suggestion. Yeah. I've never heard that before, yeah. but wow. Yeah. So that would benefit with anybody if they are um, ingesting too much sugar and perhaps even drinking too much lemon, or not lemon, um, wine or anything like that where it's producing sugar in your body, Correct. Yes, and, and two, uh, um, we talked about this before too. Avoid as much as you can high fructose corn syrup. Oh yeah, it's it's, an, it's almost everything we eat high fructose corn. You're gonna see it everywhere in our sodas and everything else. Try to drink sodas; they have natural cane sugar. Uh, high fructose corn syrup is like everywhere. So look on the labels before you buy something. If it has high fructose corn syrup, try to avoid it. Try to go with something that's not high fructose corn syrup because high fructose corn syrup is super sweet and it's gonna spike your blood sugar up real high. Wow. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I'm going to go get me some cinnamon capsules. That's that's wonderful. Great. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Always always giving the best information on this show. You know that. Yep. Yep. I know it. That's why you're such a hit, Dr. David (laughs) Che. Thank you so much. We are all out of time, but oh my goodness. This was a good show. All right. Yeah. Plan to do a lot more. Yeah, yeah, so we um, will do another live show next time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll send out an announcement. We'll let everybody know. If you want to, are you still doing your consultation? Yes, yeah, yeah. For listeners, you know, for our listeners as we do it, uh, if you can buy a copy of my book, uh, the hard copy, not, not, the, not, not the digital version, but the actual paperback copy. If you buy a copy um, uh, on Amazon or somewhere else, if you post a review for me online and email me your receipt of your, of your book and email me a screenshot of your, of your, um, um, review. Um, then you can get a free 30 minute consultation for me one time, 30 minute consultation with me, um, about any, any health topics or wellness or, um, law of attraction. That's wonderful. And, uh, you're really helping a lot of people that's taken off like crazy. Good for you, Dr. David J. Yeah. All right, and one more time, I want to say that if you want to buy the book Total Law of Attraction, you can go to Amazon or you can go to uh, Dr. David Chase's website, which is TotalLawOfAttraction.com. Is that correct? Yes. Did I say that right? Yes, TotalLawOfAttraction.com, yep. Okay, good. All right, well, David, thank you again, and I look forward to uh, having you again next month. Great, thanks. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules 